episode 16 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast and a massive show today. We have a huge guest and when I say huge, I mean huge. With all due respect to our past guests, this is by far our biggest and he's a former Victorian and Australian cricketer, short form captain for Australia, Cam White, ladies and gentlemen. Cam, thanks for coming on. Yeah, very Thank you. well. Um, so, obviously, big name cricketer over the past probably 15 years, I suppose. So, from an early age, did you know that cricket was going to be your calling and that you would be able to make a career out of it? Not a bad luxury getting to play <laughs> cricket your whole life. <laughs> um, you debuted for your state at the young age of seventeen. Do you think you were ready and how much has that experience helped your cricket career? Just the past week, Jake Fraser McGurk has debuted for Victoria, pretty much the same age as you did. So, what similarities do you see between him and yourself? It is good to see him out there. Um, you became Victoria's Shield captain at just 20 years of age, becoming the youngest Vic to do so, and also went on to become Victoria's longest-serving captain, showing not only your incredible talent in the sport, but your leadership qualities qualities as well. Was captaining always something you aspired to do? Yeah. 
That's good. Um, so that was in two thousand and three, and by two thousand and five, you'd made your ODI debut. Um, a sort of sort of unusually against the World XI, which you don't see very often. But how was it playing for your country for the first time? Following on from that, you went on to make your test debut and play four tests for Australia. How much do you cherish those tests and how different of an environment is a shield match compared to an international test? You've captained your country at both ODI level and T20 level. So, do you feel extra pressure when leading your nation as opposed to your state, or do you just sort of get on with the job and put that out of your mind? Played in various leagues and countries across the world, namely the in the IPL and and in country cricket. How do you compare the way cricket is played in other countries to how it is played here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Just recently, last summer, you obviously won your first BBL title with the Renegade. So, how much did that mean to you? Yeah, well, that was something I had obviously achieved in my, you know, my playing career to play on a winning team, you know, big bash sort of uh, franchise. So, that was a nice thing to sort of kick off. Um, and in the manner that the Renegade defeated the Melbourne Stars, it was a very sweet victory. Yeah, Having yeah. It's fair to say, Riley and I have watched the highlights of that game yeah. quite a lot. <laughs> um, what prompt prompted you to move to the Strikers for the upcoming BBL 09? Actually, pretty similar situation to when I moved the Stars to the Renegades. Yes, when you when you don't have a contract with the state, you don't get offered another one. You got to find somewhere else. To play. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just uh, Yeah, that's good. So in, in footy terms, a bit of a free agent. <laughs> um, so what do you see your role being within the Strikers this season and who do you see as your early favourites to take out the ninth edition of the Big Bash? Currently playing grade cricket with the Melbourne Cricket Club. Do you still prepare for a premier match the same you did for a Shield and international match? continue playing cricket, whether it be in the Big Bash or Premier Cricket? Very good question. I'm not, not totally <laughs> sure. I'm just very, I'm very open-minded about how, what, what's going to happen in the future. So, I'm sort of now something, just moving away from your playing career a bit here, our good friend and your good friend, Lockie Patterson, have you got any good stories about him for us? Just stitch him up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I've actually got plenty of good stories about Lockie. Um, I've got a few 
Yeah, it is. I can't probably share many of those. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask him about a few of those, especially when he was the media manager of the Australian cricket team, which is where I got to know Lockie and Ollie. It's probably, especially after our stories, you'll have to ask him a lot about that. Yeah. No one really knows sometimes what he gets up to, so. Yeah. We've we've heard a few in the uh, huddles after after wickets in the local yeah. competition here. Yeah, well, I'll definitely follow those rumours up. There's probably the you know what they say, smoking fire, so <laughs> definitely definitely looking into those. Well, yeah. he did actually ask us to ask you who your favourite media manager was at your time during being an Australian cricketer. So, oh, there was a great media manager called Popey, and I'm sure that um, he had lucky coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so I think that's about it. We've That's about all we've got for you. Um, thanks a lot for coming yeah, on. Really appreciate your time, and it's been a good insight for our listeners who don't usually have someone as high profile as you to listen to. Yep, you've, uh, you're definitely our biggest guest so far. <laughs> apart from what... I'm apart, sure once you interview Lockie Patterson, you're getting with friends, then I'll give <laughs> well, we've already we've already had him on, actually. Oh, yeah, you you'll have to listen to you'll have to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, yep. thanks, Cam, and see you next time on the Chew and Your Boot podcast. See ya. Right, and following on from this episode, a big thank you to Lockie Wombat Patterson for those listeners who don't remember who he was. As we mentioned, he's been on the show, so better go back and have a listen to that one if you don't remember. Um, yeah, big thank you to Wombat. Yeah, can't thank you enough, Wombat. Really appreciate it. So, yeah, see you tonight. <laughs>